on the air drums. <laughs> I think he likes my music. <laughs> I do. Well, you know why I don't use uh, my classic rock and roll anymore, right? Why? I, I, you been it's, censored? No. Well, yeah, I get censored <laughs> when I put it on when I put it on there. But no, it's it's like copyrighted music, and I could get in trouble for it. And it's like the thing is, I've been searching high and low how I can legally play copyrighted music and I can't find information anywhere. Hmm. It's like they don't want you to do it. I, I don't get it. But other other people you do it, you know, you know, intro, outro sort of music. I, well, I know. And uh, interesting. Yeah, I know. I, but I cannot find out any information. If anybody knows how, you, how I can do that, please <laughs> let me know because I'd still love to be playing my classic rock and roll. But... This is all stuff that I get from a subscription service, ah, okay. and so by by independent artists, royalty free, royalty free mm. independent artists, and they they've got some pretty good sure. tunes, yeah. Mm. And so I, you know, even my intro that I use uh, for the show every week is one that I really liked. It it sounded a lot like a Ted Nugent tune that I wanted to use, and of course Ted's group wanted to charge me five hundred bucks uh, every time I played it. <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> wow, okay, so, yeah, thank that's you. Good, that's You're good such patriots. Do it right. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Whatever. <laughs> All right. So yeah, Koi, uh, you guys need to pray for him. And Koi's a great guy. He is not rolling over, unlike uh, like Sidney Powell and some of these other idiots that just came out and, and that I have no respect for anymore at all because they've rolled over, they've taken plea deals, and they've agreed to testify against their friends and their fellow patriots and Donald Trump. So no, they're phonies. They're all a bunch of phonies. I'm sorry I believed a word they said, because yeah. now they've shown who they really are. Yeah. So, uh, all right. So let's get back into this thing with the, uh, the, the, the whole idea of the central bank digital currency wanting to take over the entire world. You know, here's an interesting thing I, I, I thought about. I was thinking about this a while back, and this all happened during the scamdemic. They pushed a lot of these ideas during the scamdemic. Mm -hmm. a lot of, they got a lot of people to roll over during the scamdemic, and as a result, it's like, oh, we opened that door. Let's see what we can push in here a little bit more. You know, we got them all softened up, and now they're ready to go on all the, the full-out uh, world takeover and the WHO and all of that nonsense. But I noticed that they, they started doing this thing where the, the tap function on the credit card machines, and they started uh, installing the tap function on all the new bank cards that you get, the credit cards, the debit cards, all that kind of stuff. All of my latest uh, credit and debit cards, they all have a tap function right. on them. And now I'm, now I'm noticing they're installing a tap function on all the ATMs. Matter of fact, my, my Bank of the West that I bank with recently uh, got bought out by BMO, mm. uh, which is... Uh, some kind of a national group, I think. Um, they're doing a good job on my banking. I mean, I have no complaints there, but when they updated uh, the banks, they installed the tap function on the ATMs. Now, I got to thinking, it's like, what's the, what's the purpose of a tap function? Why can't you just stick your card in the slot and use the chip on it? Why do you got to be able to do it by just putting it there to make it work? 
what's the purpose of that? It makes I, I, no sense. I've got an I've got a I've got a theory. Well, I know you have. I think I got I, a theory. So, so, so okay, so we're gonna <clears throat> yeah. go down the rabbit hole. Let's let's do it. Let's go down the rabbit. <laughs> I love rabbit holes. So, so first of all, I think the tap function is simply uh, it's RFID technology, and it's simply just a matter of, of rather than having to stick it in and then you know the card reader reads the, the information, it's just doing it through RFID. But what's the motivation? So there? quick, it's faster. And so for faster transactions, that's the whole purpose of it. That's that's the simplest but, and most reasonable. But now, if you're at a pin pad or an ATM, what's the difference between between it taking one second and two seconds? I, you know, I, I, the difference is is one second. <laughs> and, uh, <coughs> and, and, and and when you when you're doing. Uh, 50,000 transactions a second, that's that's a huge difference. And so Visa basically handles 50,000 transactions a second. And so, yeah, that, that it, it makes a difference. And so that's why. And so you, you don't think a second is a lot, but in computer time, it's a long time. You can get things going. So it, it's I'm going to disagree with you on, on this, you know, right? <laughs> yeah, I know, I, know, I know where you're going with this. So you, you're, okay. You're, I, so, so I'll let you, I'll let you uh, down uh, the rabbit hole. I'm not yeah, going to follow yeah. you, but I'll uh, let you go. You're not going to follow me? Okay, come on, the white ra- right rabbit's going down the hole right now. Come on. Uh, so so anyway, here's here's my thought. Okay, I'm thinking they're, they're getting prepared to uh, to push this whole idea of people having a chip installed in their hand. Now, the one show I watched the other day where this guy he was just pushing it, saying, "Oh, they're 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 talking about doing this." It's like he didn't provide any kind of ba- any kind of receipts on anything he was saying. It's like I'm kind of losing more faith in this guy the more he talks. But anyway, so but. They are, in fact, working on this technology, and in some places, there are people doing this. They're, they're getting this little chip installed in their hand, like right in this little spot right here, right. okay? And, and it gives you the ability to put your hand at the tap thing on the ATM or the pin pad, and it will read it just like it does one of these debit or credit right. cards. Right. Same exact same way. Exact technology. Okay, so, so my... My thought on this is I think that at some point, either it's by design or it will be a convenient way for them to push the idea. They, they, won't, they won't necessarily, well, maybe they will at some point, but they won't necessarily at, at first try to, well, they might try to force you. They tried to force people to take a jab. Right. You know, I mean, if they can do that, they can, they can do this. And, and, and the whole... The whole concept of your your body is your temple, and that it's sacred, and that and they don't have any right to be to to put stuff in. Well, we've already crossed that line too. Mm-hmm. We're we're well beyond that. Right. Okay, they've already established that they can coerce you into putting something into your body, um, and which is why I think these arguments are using the, the you know these women coming out and trying to speak out against saying that their body is there is they're in control of their own body, and so therefore. Uh, nobody has a right to outlaw abortion. Uh, I think that that argument is probably going to go by the wayside too, because we've already we've already crossed that line. Mm-hmm. We've already crossed that line in which a lot of people are willing to accept that the government can control their body. So, is it is it a big leap to say that at some point they're not going to coerce people into having a chip installed in their hand? So uh, it's not a big leap to expect that they are going to. 
it, it could happen, but I'm, gonna, I'm not going to go down this rabbit hole. And the reason I say it's, a, I think it's just going to be a, a, a matter of convenience. Okay. Well, that's how they're going to sell it at first. It's a matter of convenience. It's convenient. You, know, you can walk into a store and it will identify, oh, this person just walked into the store. Right. And it's going to have your whole data history in there. And you're going to oh, this person likes convenient. black sweaters. You know, you got all so, your medical records right, all, in there. You know, your yeah. vaccine passport we oh, want. That's whole, in there. You don't have to worry about stuff. that anymore. Exactly. It's just you know, a little more convenient. It's so. more convenient but and so, it's fast. So, and you won't have to so worry about losing stuff. But, you know, when you go to the cash register and they want to make sure before you walk in the store that you got your vaccine passport, you got to show this. This, 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 and That's this right. Before you can come in, it's and all buy. in the chip. Yeah, and so they're gonna. It's gonna make it much more difficult. For so you'll be complying whether out. you want to or not. Well, so would, it's no. gonna be forced. Then it's gonna be forced. No, it's gonna be. It's a convenience thing. It's a choice. It's, I think that's, it, that's how it's gonna be sold. Of course, it's yeah. gonna be yeah. outsold. Yeah. That's how it's gonna be sold. Mm-hmm. So it's not gonna be. A, it's not gonna be coercion. It's gonna be for convenience, and and it's important that they understand where you are. And so the government is going to make it sound like this is a good thing for everybody because we'll know where you are, how you're transacting. I think the bigger issue i'm not so much worried about that because essentially they're doing that already i mean uh they know where i am with my iphone mm-hmm. you, they know where you are with your iPhone. but see the but the advantage is now is i can choose to leave my my smartphone home yes you can or i can put it in a i i have some friends that they've got these faraday cage yep. boxes where they put their phones in their phones don't function right. you know they can't receive any calls but at the same time they can't be tracked um so at least that way you have a choice to Oh, you know, I just thought of a great item I should start developing and getting ready to market, Ant. What's that? A Faraday cage glove that you Gloves. can put on your hand. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I could... For, I, for those of us who put it in, uh, now wear this glove to def- take it off. I think, I think I'm onto something <laughs> yeah, there. I there think, it, yeah. That shoot, would be that, very easy to do. That might be the next million-dollar idea, right? <laughs> yeah. No, no so, so let's get back to the... So I think the oh, bigger, all right, I'll let you get back I to that. Okay. Issue, I was having fun so, with that. I so still much. might get back into it. I'm not so much worried about chips in my head or in my hand or anything but I am worried about the central bank digital currency because I think that's going to happen and I think that's a bad thing but what people don't recognize is that the whole crypto world, the crypto world, the cryptocurrency is created by a bunch of rebels. There are people who recognize back in early 2000s that the governments were all basically counterfeiting money. They were basically inflating the currency everywhere in the world and so uh, there were a bunch of rebels that said, how do we break out of this system? Because essentially what they were doing is they're stealing our money. They're stealing our value by deflating our currency. Um, a simple example is uh, we talked about the dollar being one-twentieth of a coin, a one-twentieth of an ounce of, of gold back in 1913. Well, if you look at a dollar uh, that day and you look at what the dollar is worth today, that same dollar now is only worth three cents. Yeah. It has lost uh, – it has lost – but 97% of its value. Uh, so that dollar that you earn back in the day is now because they've inflated the dollar to the point it's only worth three cents. So what can you buy with three cents today? Nothing. Like I, rem- I remember as, as just as a, 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 an example of I bought a brand new car back when I was like 19 years old. Mm-hmm. I bought a brand new Mustang GT. It was like a 1983 model. Cool. It was really cool at the time. Yeah. Bought a brand new Mustang GT, and I, well, thinking back, I think that car cost me brand new eighty-two hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. Now you go to the Ford dealership to buy a brand new Mustang GT. I think I haven't priced them late, but I think you're looking at at least sixty to seventy thousand dollars. Probably close. That's right. So that it's not that the car is worth that much more money. 
it's, it's that the dollar is it's, worth, it's so the much worth less. is so much less exactly and people don't understand so when you hold your so the, so here's the here's the crux of the problem is when you hold your money in dollars uh, and you put your money savings in dollars that's a depreciating asset it's the, it's an asset that's going to depreciate over time and it will you, it will purchase less and less over time and the government intended the federal reserve says their goal is to inflate the the, the currency 2% a year that's been their goal from the very beginning. And if, you, if they do that, that means in 35 years, it's going to be worth half of what it was. Uh, so for your whole earning career, the dollars that you saved at the beginning are now worth half of what they were when you started. So that's what a 2% uh, in, of inflation rate does to you. And people don't understand that. So what the crypto guys did, they said, we're going to create an internet a currency. We're going to create a money that doesn't inflate. We're going to create a currency that has value because it has a, uh, it's a deflationary currency. In other words, we're going to make less and less of it, and there's only going to be so much of it. It's kind of like digital gold, and that's why they created Bitcoin. And Bitcoin is outside the system. It's, it's in a blockchain, just like they're going to create the central bank, but it's a decentralized currency. In other words, nobody owns it. It's, it's, it's And so... Um, when it first started, it was it was worth zero, and I remember everybody heard the story, and I think it came out in two thousand and nine, and and I won't get into the details of, of of how or how it works, but let's just assume that it is it does have value, and it currently does have value. It's been around now for thirteen years. It came out in two thousand and nine, uh, <clears throat> and it's now today worth I think thirty seven thirty eight thousand dollars per Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. It started off at zero. Right. And in 2010, a guy bought two pizzas for $30, and he spent 10,000 Bitcoin. <laughs> <laughs> that 10,000 Bitcoin today would be, what, almost $378 million. I bet he's kicking himself now, oh, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's so, like, well, that pizza really wasn't worth that, that was, much. <laughs> those were really expensive pizzas, you know. But he did. But he was the first person to actually use Bitcoin as a currency. And to show that it could work. And the beauty of Bitcoin and the reason it works and the reason the establishment hates the cryptocurrencies is because it was the first Internet money that allowed me to send value from myself to somebody else without having to go through an intermediary. Right now, if I send if I have to send money to you through the normal system, it goes from my bank to your bank somehow. And then they're taking transaction fees in the middle. They're in the middle of it. Always, and so for every transaction, they're they're seeing it coming out of my account, going here, and they're keeping track of that ledger of how much money I have and how much money you have. But it always goes through an intermediary. That's the current establishment. Everything now, goes through a banking system. I want to point out something I was thinking about. They were talking about the central bank essentially taking the place of your normal banking functions that you do, like your ATM card and right. things like that, and 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 keeping keeping your money in a checking account or whatever like that. Um, and they were talking about, I heard somebody talking about how this could potentially put banks out of business now, but they, but they sold, here's, here's the idea they sold on it. They said, well, yeah, but banks will still be able to do services like loans and savings accounts and, 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 and things like that. But the thing is, is like these other services they have are built upon their, their, um, checking accounts and things like that, I don't see how banks can stay in business if they're not also 
managing the the because I mean they obviously make a lot of money off of checking accounts they and do. things like that. And so I, I it, it, so this, to this, me it's concerning about a, cons- a central bank. Um, which probably at some point in time will mostly be taken over by, by AI and taking the whole idea of the human experience and dealing with people. I mean, I enjoy going to my bank and talking to They know me. It's right. like it's a place where they know my name. Oh, hey, Rebecca, how you doing? When I walk in, they know who I am. Right. And, and I go in there and, and the idea of that all going away and it being turned into, turned into this dystopian uh, world in which human interaction is taken out of everything. I don't like that idea. Well, uh, um, okay. So again, let's, I want to be careful that we're separating two different things here. Yeah. Okay? If you're talking about central banking, um, the central centralizing it so that the government is in control. I, I agree with you that that would, there's a problem with that. However, <clears throat> these same crypto folks have said, you know what? We don't need a banking system. So they are working to eliminate the banking system. So why, why, when, for instance, the bank right now, if you put your money in a bank, guess what? They loan out 90% of that. That sure. money's not really in the bank. Right, yeah. So they give you 1% interest, and then when they loan it to somebody else, they're charging them 5% interest. Mm-hmm. So they're making 4% interest on your money. Yeah. Okay? That, so if you actually went in there and there was a bank run, you know, only 10% of the people are going to get their money. Right. So no one else, because the rest of the money has been loaned out. You know, I... That's, I, that's I, how the banking system works. You know, a lot of people think, they, they walk into a bank and they see that big safe there and they think that there's just millions of dollars right. in that safe. But, you know, I found out how untrue that is. Uh, a couple of years ago, there was a, a big project I was working on and, and, you know, I'd been working on this uh, project for weeks, months, and then they sent me a big, big check, like 30 grand. And so at the time, there was something else I wanted to do with it. I didn't really want to put it in the bank. So I went to the bank. I deposited the check. But then a few days later, I come to the bank and say, yeah, I want to withdraw $30,000. And it's like they're freaking out. This right. is like a, a small-town bank. And it's like, uh, Rebecca, I don't think we have that much money. Right. And it's like, wow, I never really thought about how little money that the bank actually actually right. has on hand. Exactly. But they literally had to send me to a more... Uh, 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 bank in town, one that deals in higher amounts of cash. Well, they have a higher reserve. Well, so they're every bank is reserve. supposed to have a certain yes. amount of reserve. Yeah, but I and, literally drained them. <laughs> yeah, and and, and, and and some banks have 10% reserve, some banks have 5% reserve, some banks yeah. are working on the borderline of 1%, but they're and they're lending out nine. Why? Because they're getting a higher interest rate by lending it out than they do by having to pay you the one percent by having your money in their savings account. Yeah, right. And so, and so people don't understand that. You know, banks are in it for the money, and so they're going to try to make as much. And so the question, so these guys, the crypto guys, they said, you know what? We don't need banks. I can send money to so and so anywhere in the world instantaneously, at speed of light, uh, through cryptocurrencies, and I don't need the bank. That's what they're doing. And you talked about lending. Well, now there are protocols written in the software where you and a bunch of other people can pool your money and put it in there for people to, to, to loan. Other people come in, there's a contract that they can set up, and it's a smart contract. It's all done in the software. Mm-hmm. So someone can borrow money. And guess what? That 5% now comes directly to you. Your money is getting now 5% interest rate, which you can't get at the bank right now yeah. because you're the bank. Yeah. And it's all done in the software. So the crypto guys are saying the banking system is flawed, uh, it's slow, and there's too many transactional fees in there. Why shouldn't we, the people, be allowed to do that? And so crypto 
is a decentralized. They're taking the banks out of the system. No one owns it, but all this done, all, they're doing everything through software. And, and, and they're perfecting it. And you got to remember, cryptocurrency right now is in its nascent stage. It's, it's probably at the first, it's like the first uh, five or 10 years of the internet. You know, people didn't quite know how to use it. You didn't know how to, what, what's pets.com, you know, so there's going to be some bad players in there initially too. Yeah, yeah. But it's, it's actually working its way through the system. And it's, it's probably about another five to, to another five years before it's fully mature. But there's a lot going on in the crypto industry to basically break up the whole banking industry and to say that we the people are sovereign and no one should be able to control our money or our wealth. And that's the reason why Bitcoin and all these cryptocurrencies like Ethereum, Ethereum is really a, a, a you heard of it as another cryptocurrency. Yeah, it's it's yeah. actually a platform to, to, to write apps on, kind of like Apple has a bunch of apps. You know, you can just download an app for you to use. Ethereum is basically a cryptocurrency that's written so that people can write apps to do different things. It actually can do smart contracts. So they can do the loaning and the mm -hmm. lending. And anything that a bank can do can be programmed. And it takes the middleman out of the loop. And their fees are much, much less. And I can still transfer something all the way across. Because now I'm going to get down into the tokenization, which is what you brought up. Right. And he here's the one of the conspiracies. Uh <laughs> I'm going to call it conspiracy theory, not meaning that it's, that it's false, because I, I've often defined what conspiracy theory is, what a conspiracy, and what a theory is. It's like, well, there could potentially be a conspiracy, which means a, a, um, a kind of a criminal arrangement between, uh, one or, between two or more people uh, working together, colluding together, and, and it's a theory because it's, uh, it's an idea that may or may not be true. But we're still, it's still to be proven. And so this whole idea that with the tokenization is if the central, you know, if the central bank digital currency uh, was to fully come to be and they wanted to keep track of everything. And let's say they got rid of the cash. Okay, like right now, what I can do is I can, like if I have a personal item, that I uh, decide I don't need anymore. And I decide I want to sell it to somebody in a private sale. And I may want that private sale to not necessarily be on the books, because we do that all the time with personal items. Uh, then we just exchange cash. I give them that. They give me an agreed-upon amount of cash. And and it, then it's theirs. Um, so... The idea if they were to essentially expire cash and remove cash from circulation to where uh, they did the kind of same kind of thing like they did with the gold years ago, in which they say, okay, you have until this date to redeem your cash for digital dollars. Digital dollars. Okay. Uh, after that point, it'll be like uh, it'll be like Confederate dollars. It will be worth nothing right. other than maybe a collector's value, exactly. and that's it. Right. You know, and so at that point, uh, they might decide, well, you need to tokenize everything you have because uh, otherwise, you will not be able to buy or sell. And so, so tokenization is a tool and, and let me, so, uh, so let's be clear about here. For instance, I think it all started in the gaming industry. And, and so I can, you know, people are, you know, where you get chips, well, you get chips, yeah, right? Yeah. And then you, you, you're in the gaming and you get you a chip, gamble. And then, and then when then you're you done, buy you a gun, you can buy a gun, you can buy, buy a gun, you know, 
virtual gun, okay, just keep people, you know, like you're playing a game, gun, and you, you give know. them a token, and you, you, you earn tokens by winning parts of the game, and then you can yeah. use those tokens to buy better equipment or better warfare or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so so that's how the token thing idea, it's, it's a digital token to buy a digital item. Yeah, yeah, okay? yeah. And so that's kind of the whole gaming industry is sort of, and then, but now they're realizing they can make money on that too. Or you can, so you can either win tokens by, by doing well in the game, or you could just purchase tokens and send in the world money to the gaming mm -hmm. guy because you want to get you want to beat the other guy, and so you'll pay for it, and then you'll use that token to buy a gun virtually, and uh, or a cannon or a tank or whatever it is you're trying to buy, and so or an F-15. Yeah, exactly. I, I want an F-15. So, so I'd like so, to have so one. You remember, I think I should be allowed to have an. So F -15. the idea is that you, when you're tokenizing things, then you can do the transaction in yeah. the game yeah. and, and get it right away, and then and go on with the game. So people are saying, well, we can take that to the real world as well. And so the tokenizing idea here is that we can digitize almost anything. And anything that's in the physical world can be tokenized, which in some sense is a good thing. Because, for instance, if I had to – right now, if I want to sell my home, it takes me three to six months to sell my home because you got to go through title and got to go through all these. And then there's an intermediary, right? Uh, the, the real estate agent is going to get 6% by the time you sell it. And then uh, you got to get agreed on somebody on the other side who can pay for it. Uh, and, and so all that has to go through. And then of course the banks get involved and, mm -hmm. and there's fees everywhere going. So it's a really complicated thing to sell your home. It yeah, a it's, it's a lot of hoops, a lot of paperwork, a lot of, paperwork, a lot of hoops to jump through. Well, what if, I mean, I've done it first. I, I faster than that. I've done it in about forty-five days. Really? Yeah, I've never yeah, bought a house in forty-five days. Yeah. It's always because yeah. first I got to sell my house. So that's yeah. always. Been I'm not going to sell my house right now because I'm concerned I wouldn't be able to get another one. Right. Exactly. It's a very, very well. The interest rates are so high now. The too. interest rates are high, and, I, and I've got a really in, low interest loan on my house. And, Same here. And, 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 and you know, there's funny, no way I'm selling it. No way I'm selling it. You know, I'm going to build onto it, or I'm going to do something. You know, but I'm not going to move because. Even though I could sell it for twice what I paid for it right now, where else would I live? And then you have uh, a higher <laughs> interest rate. You end up paying more in interest to the bank. Right, exactly. Right? It's, so, it, it's, so, it's, bad, it's a bad situation. So the idea then is tokenization is the, the goal here in the cryptocurrency world, not the central banking guys, but the cryptocurrency world is they're saying we can actually make uh, – we can – reduce a lot of the friction to to do things that have typically taken a long time if all the if all the work and l lawyerese and all the legal stuff is taken care of in by your house and it's all been approved already and it's tokenized then and you own that token cuz it's your house and if you decide you want to sell it to somebody you could you would you would distribute it or put it on some uh, legal place and say here's my house. People would go in, make a decision if they want it or not. If they want to buy it, they could, you could still come to your house and take a look at it and everything and look around and say, okay, this is good. Now they want to actually buy it, then they'd get a they would have their approval that says that they have the money and everything. The money comes to you. The token goes to them. It's their house. Boom. Just like that, and it's over with. All the legally stuff and everything associated with the house now becomes their property, and you've got the money. No more overwhelming fees. Yeah, no, yeah, mm. and you get to keep that six percent, yeah. which is huge. Six percent right? is a lot. And yeah. so, so all of a sudden, so yeah, it it, it it eliminates the friction in the system, and that's what crypto guys are doing. They're mm -hmm. trying to they're trying to say where it's not necessary anymore, where there has to be an intermediary. We can actually make that do that do that through software. Mm -hmm. And that's what this whole internet thing with cryptocurrencies is is moving toward. Mm -hmm. So I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing. Uh, it's a question of how it's misused. And so 
But keep in mind, with the central bank digital currency, again, that's they would be know who you're talking about. If you're they talking would about know who has a firearm. Well, I'm, I'm at not that point. Put, what firearm? What, what firearm? What firearm? <laughs> well, yeah, but if, but if you've got a digital trail that you bought one, right? Yeah, because there'd be no cash transactions. Right. That, yeah, that's yeah. Anyway, <laughs> so I'm gonna say, I, yeah. What firearms? I don't. Yeah, that boating accident, you know. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, um, so I mean, you don't you don't have to tokenize everything, and uh, and so. Well, this which is why you need an alternative way of uh, trading outside of the government. Well, you know, and, there used to oh, be, hey, there we got to go- something that we called. Let's take a break, and then water. we'll be coming back for the final segment. Okay. We're gonna wrap this up. I want to do a little bit on hate speech. And then I got a couple other things I want to throw in there too. You're listening to Freedom Speak with Becca Marie and Stella. We'll be back. Hello, I'm Dr. Dan Lafferty. And I'm Dr. Stephanie Z from ABQ Gentle Dentistry. Putting off a trip to the dentist due to dental anxiety? Let us ease your fears. At ABQ Gentle Dentistry, we are gentle from your first phone call with the receptionist to the dental chair for treatment. We offer oral conscious sedation, IV sedation, and nitrous gas. We have the latest technology to handle all your dental needs right in our office. Same day crowns, 3D x-rays, 3D printing, digital intraoral photos, and laser technology. Let us transform your life by transforming your smile into a smile you can love. We also offer clear tray orthodontic therapy. You're part of the family here at ABQ Gentle Dentistry. Gentle is not just our name, it's how we treat our patients. We accept most insurance plans and also work with multiple lending companies to help make financing possible. Y hablamos español. We're located at 4550 Eubank Boulevard, Northeast, Suite 101. Give us a call at 505-292-8588 to begin your journey to an awesome smile. Or on the web at albuquerquegentledentist.com. I'd like to tell you about where I take my own car for general auto repairs. Gennaro's Auto, located at 544 Louisiana Boulevard Southeast in Albuquerque, can take care of all your general auto repair needs with fast, friendly, honest service at the lowest price in town. Gennaro's can handle anything from tune-ups and electrical repairs to a total engine swap. Y también hablamos español. Give Gennaro a call at 804-8750 or just stop by their shop at 544 Louisiana Boulevard Southeast. Hi, I'm Dr. Karen Genter from High Desert Chiropractic and Wellness. For 27 years, I've been helping patients by gently treating the root cause of their health issues, not just symptoms. Treatments include various chiropractic techniques and therapies, such as electrical stimulation, ultrasound and intersegmental traction, or the roller table. Let's help you be your best self by helping you achieve optimal wellness and maintain it lifelong. Located at 5310 Homestead Road, Northeast, call us at 505-292-2226. Do you need a trailer to haul something around? Check out my friends at JP Trailer Sales. They've been doing business in Albuquerque for seven years. Whether you're hauling cars, landscaping equipment, dirt, or your favorite off-road toys, JP Trailers has the perfect trailer at a great price to fit your needs. They have open trailers, enclosed trailers, and can even do special orders. You'll always receive great, friendly customer service, and no appointment is ever needed. Stop by their location at 7605 San Pedro Drive, Northeast in Albuquerque, Monday through Saturday, 10 to 5 p.m. You can also call them at 505-469-1667 or 505-557-8164 or check them out on the web at flatbedtrailersusa.com. 
Would you like to move on from being a keyboard warrior to owning your own media? I'm Floyd Cisco with Spoken Words in New Mexico. I can take your event to the next level by providing cameras, microphones, video switchers, and other hardware to turn your event into a professional production. See what I've done for others and what I can do for you at rumble.com slash spoken words New Mexico. To get started, send me an email at spokenwords.nm at protonmail.com. Again, that's spokenwords.nm at protonmail.com. Are you a small business with unique skills that believes it can bring value to Sandia or our other national labs and would like to grow your national lab contract portfolio? Then listen up. Working with any of the national labs can be overwhelming. From the lengthy terms to the bureaucratic red tape, it can feel like these labs don't want to work with small businesses. Nothing could be further from the truth. They want and need exceptional small businesses to be part of their supply chain. I can help you. My name is Asa Bortz Johnson, owner of Sandia Consulting Group. I spent 10 years as a subcontract manager at Sandia Labs and can help you navigate the bureaucracy. My central objectives are to increase your firm's probability of winning a contract, minimize your administrative burden, shorten the time frame from proposal to purchase order, and maximize your firm's profit. Give me a call at 505-362-3499 or go to my website at sandiaconsultinggroup.com. Schedule your no-cost meet and greet to discuss how Sandia Consulting Group can support your mission. Did you realize that our skin is the largest organ of the body? How often do we pay attention to what it's telling us? Hi, I'm Tomei with Skin LLC, and we don't just cover up imperfections, we heal them. Our skin being the largest organ of the body tells a story. Beauty and skin alike are often overlooked because we get overwhelmed with so much daily input. You can learn your own skin and beauty story through the customized treatments we provide, personalized just for you. Let us give you the education, healing, rejuvenation, and restoration to support your journey. Call or text 505-918-4211, mention this ad for a free phone consultation, and visit our website at abqskinllc.com. That number again is 505-918-4211. Back to the final segment of Freedom Speak with Becca Marie and Stella. If you want to call in and join the conversation, the number is 505-444-5059. I want to thank you for listening to Conservative Talk ABQ, 96.9 FM, AM 700. Check out our website, freedomspeaknm.com. From there, you can uh, download uh, replays of any of our previous shows, and you can also download the show notes. Uh, which are extensive. I usually have a lot more notes than we were able to get to in a weekly show. And trust me, we're only scratching the surface on what I researched this week. So maybe uh, some stuff to carry over for next week, maybe. (laughs) So, you know, uh, 
I'm here with Ant Thornton, and uh, he's very knowledgeable about the whole cryptocurrency thing and, and the central bank digital currency thing, which I think is very concerning. I think uh, that it's like anything else. Uh, you may say, you may say, well, there's nothing nefarious about this. Uh, it's it's all uh, you know, it's all convenient. It's going to be a good thing. Um, it's going to make life easier. But at the same time, how many other things have we seen in life in which they take a good idea, they weaponize it, and they make it something evil? And 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 that's what I'm really really concerned about because we do have a lot of evil people out there currently running our government. I mean, we've gotten to the point in this country in which we now imprison people for exercising free speech. Um, we, we no longer care about due process, uh, which is why I spoke out about the George Santos thing. I mean, it's, it's, you know, due process is just going down the tubes. And so I'm really, really concerned about giving these people a bigger gun to kill us with, basically, uh, handing over more control to these people. And, you know, and we were talking about the, the whole idea with the decentralized crypto, like Bitcoin, things like that, um, in which it is not controlled by the government. But at the same time, they would like to control it. And I'm concerned that at some point uh, they're going to try to make it go the way of like gold did years ago and the way that they're going to try to make cash go away, too, because they want to have all the control. They want everything to be going through them. And there's so much of a push right now towards this whole global globalism thing, uh, you know that their ultimate goal is sen- is a uh, world currency, world religion, uh, world government. Uh, I mean, that is their ultimate goal. I don't think, I, I think you probably agree with me there. I think I do. They get I, away I, with I, it. I, I agree that globalists have, have that intent. I, I think, that, but, but uh, as I mentioned during the break, I said they're... The, the cryptocurrency folks recognize that that's what the globalists want, and that's mm-hmm. why they created cryptocurrency is to defeat that. And and the way that the governments control people primarily is through c- currency. And so that's why this central banking digital currency that they were the CBDC is what it's called, um, is something that we should not we should not look forward to. Unfortunately, it is going to happen. And uh, however. If you want to get out of the system, because you're going to have to use that system to live, you're going to have to you're to buy groceries. You're going to end up being you're going to have to use some of that uh, to to live, and it's going to happen because the globalists want it to happen. Yeah, yeah. However, um, there are certain things that the globalists can't control. They tried to outlaw gold, but guess what? Gold is now legal. Guess who's been buying up more gold than anybody? Each of the major countries have been buying more gold than, I mean, gold is about to spike as well. But yeah. China, Japan, uh, India, Brazil, they're all buying gold now because they recognize that's a store of value and you can print as much paper currency as you want, but people will understand the value of gold and will accept it anywhere in the world. Well, that's what's going to happen with Bitcoin. Bitcoin is now becoming digital version of gold it's the digital gold and uh more and more countries are starting to recognize that it truly does have value because it is money and actually it's better than gold it's divisible all the way up to one one hundredth millionth of a of a bitcoin you don't have to buy a whole bitcoin because it's expensive to buy one Bitcoin. yeah yeah it but is. you can buy a tenth of a bitcoin <clears throat> you know one one hundredth of a bitcoin actually one one hundredth millionth of a bitcoin in fact the smallest unit of a bitcoin is called the satoshi which is the original person who came up with the idea of bitcoin so they call it it's kind of like one penny for a dollar mm-hmm. so one satoshi for a bitcoin is the smallest unit that you can buy and how much yeah. is it worth one one hundredth millionth of a 
of thirty-seven thousand dollars right now. So it's not it's not worth very much. It's less than a penny. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's div- it's divisible. You know, isn't isn't that conf- here's a, here's a question I, I sure. have, and I think a lot of people have this question. Okay, like right now, let's say for instance, I go to the grocery store, I buy a gallon of milk, mm-hmm. and it costs me, you know, a buck buck eighty-nine right. or whatever it costs. Okay. That is an amount of money which I can count that either out of my cash or I can count that amount to that is how much it costs. Right. Whereas Bitcoin has like this weird variable value that changes from minute to minute. Right. So how do you put a price on something? Let's say, for instance, if we were in a Bitcoin world in which everything is paid for with Bitcoin, how how is a uh, a retailer supposed to price stuff or so, stabilize it in some way. So yeah. Mm-hmm. So every country, every country is still going to keep their currency. Okay. Yeah. So current. So you're you're you're, you're and, and I agree with you. Bitcoin right now is is very uh, volatile. In yeah. Terms of its yeah. Pricing and stuff like that. And so uh, countries price things in their currency. So. What you do is, like I said, you're gonna you're gonna be using their digital currency, whether it be the yuan or the dollar or whatever peso, the digital peso. You're gonna buy things in that country's current digital currency, mm-hmm. and that's what the price will be. Think of think of Bitcoin as gold. You know, gold fluctuates every day. The gold price fluctuates every day. But people hold it over a long time of value, and it's continually going up. Mm-hmm. Today, gold is worth $2,000 an ounce. Dollars. But see, we don't use gold to pay for things well, we either. We don't use gold to pay for things. <clears throat> right. right. And, so, and so if you think of, mm-hmm. if you think of uh, Bitcoin as, as digital gold, you're not going to use that to pay for things because you're going to hold on to that mm-hmm. because that's going to maintain your wealth over time. And uh, so think of it as a store of value, not as a payment system. If there's any point in time that you want to convert to the current country that you live in, you can take out a tenth of it or point zero 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 zero, you know, fifth of it, whatever, and convert that to the local currency and then use that to pay for whatever it is you want to pay for. But you really don't want to spend that until you need really need to. Um, I personally own some some cryptos more than just Bitcoin. And um, my hope is in seven, eight years. Um, I can, that'd be my real retirement. So yeah, that's where I'm yeah. my, so, so I'm not looking at it as a, a method of, of payment. I'm using it as a storing of value and I guarantee kind of like a savings. It's like a savings account. Mm-hmm. And, and my recommendation to people is as to, you know, buy gold, buy silver and put some money into Bitcoin as a regular payment, just buy a little bit each time. And, uh, and you won't be disappointed because Bitcoin right now is the only thing that has grown 40% a year over the last three years. Where else can you get a 40% return? Yeah, it fluctuates mm-hmm. on a daily basis, yeah. but if you're not selling it, what do you care? Right. And so, but over, you know, over a three-year period, and just this year alone, it's gone up 110% just this year alone. So it's doubled. Yeah. And, and it's about to blow up because the big institutions are getting ready to get involved in Bitcoin. They're just waiting for one person uh, Gary Gensler, who's head of the uh, SEC, he's the head of the he's he's got 13 applications for a Bitcoin spot ETF, which is an exchange traded fund. It's like a mutual fund, but these companies have all gone in. They want to they want to because they're clients. 
their their clients are asking, we want to be able to buy Bitcoin, but we don't want to go through all this. It's complicated. It's crypto. I don't quite understand it. I just want to go in like I buy a stock and say, I want to buy Bitcoin. Here's my money. Put it in my account. Yeah, I mean, that's the experience I've had with it. Right. Uh, the one experience I, I tried, I thought it was it was confusing, didn't make any it's sense. It's very confusing if you You know, you get a code, and then you got to bring it into a digital wallet, wallet. and all this kind it of is. stuff. And it's like, and it appeared to me at the time that it's like, well, what if this phone craps out? What if I lose this phone? Then everything I've got in the Bitcoin is gone. Right. Because the code is stored in this phone. Yeah, exactly. And I don't well, like that. I don't like well, that idea. Well, well actually, That's, you shouldn't store I don't it. like to count on technology. Yeah, well, they do have now what's called cold storage wallets. And, yeah. and, and they look like a little pin drive. But basically, you can move, like you buy it on one of the, one of the exchanges you can buy it on. It's called Coinbase in the U.S. It's probably the best one to use. Mm-hmm. I'm not making recommendations here. First of all, I'm not a financial consultant. Yes, so I want to yes. make sure right up front that people understand that. I'm just making recommendations that if you're going to do it, I would go through something called Coinbase and, and sign up and, and you'd get an account and it will allow you to buy all kinds of cryptocurrencies. You can, you can buy Bitcoin, you can buy Ethereum, you can buy Litecoin, you can buy Solana. There's all kinds of good coins out there. Some of these coins, most of them are crap coins that I would just stay away from. Uh, but some have a real purpose and a real function, and they actually have development teams that are continuing. These, think of these as software programs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Each one of these coins represents a software program. Bitcoin just happened to be the first, and it's the first digital internet money. And, it, uh, and the beauty of Bitcoin is that there's only going to ever be 21 million Bitcoins ever produced. Right now, there are 19 million Bitcoins out there in, that have been produced already. So... And the last one is not going to be produced until the year 2140. And the reason they know that is because of the way it's, they come out at a certain, certain periods of time, every four years, you know, less and less Bitcoins are being released. And the people that are finding these Bitcoins or mining them are the ones that protect the internet that, make, that basically controls the network. And so, so Bitcoin has value because it can store your money there. And as more people... As more countries start using Bitcoin as their as their um, reserve currency, a lot of money is going to go into it. Mm-hmm. And so, so if you just hold on to it, you're going to have a tremendous rise. And this is probably the last opportunity where a new asset is available, where the the that everyday mom and pop person can get involved, and it's not just the big boys playing. But it's that door is going to close pretty quickly because the big boys are about to come in. They're re- recognizing what it can do. Mm-hmm. And so you have an opportunity between now and first quarter of 2024 to get in early if you're interested in, in going into Bitcoin. Yeah, I'm going to probably experiment with it. With I'm going to get okay. you to help and me with this so I don't that. get ripped off again like I did before. Yes. Yeah. I can help you with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so, so anyway, I'm just saying <clears> that <throat> uh, I, I mentioned earlier that El Salvador is the first country to do that. Uh, Paraguay... Uh, uh, their their president Carlitos Riala of Paraguay says he's uh, interested in moving his country into Bitcoin, and um, Panama is said they don't want to be left behind. So you see a lot of Central American and South American countries now are getting involved. The new president of of Argentina, he's going to first because they're they're seeing inflation rates of a hundred and something a year, hundred percent inflation a year, which means. That's ridiculous. Can yeah. you imagine that? Oh yeah, that your money's not worth anything. You know, just like that. Or and so. So he's moving to the dollar first. He's going to convert so they're going to say the dollars to the currency, and then eventually he's going to probably move to Bitcoin mm-hmm. after that. So you're seeing more and more countries. And the reason 
they're doing that is because they don't trust the politicians in their country. They would just because con- politicians love to spend money. They don't trust politicians. No, oh my, just what's like wrong our, with them? Our politicians cannot keep a book. You and I have to balance our checkbook every month. Yeah, politicians just say, let's just spend more money for this. I'm going to give you That's that. That's right. I'm going to give you free this, free that. Well, it's That's not right. free. We're yeah. going to print more money, and basically we're going to steal from the money that you've already earned mm-hmm. because we're going to make it worth less. Yes. Yeah. That's how it works. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so that's what politicians do. And so so even countries are recognizing that which, they can't which, trust their own Which politicians. if I was queen of the, of the United States, uh, all of this stuff would be struck down as unconstitutional. Exactly. All of this money they're sending over to Ukraine, unconstitutional. They sh- exactly. I'm sorry, you don't have the right to give, we'll give away it's the like taxpayer taxes. money like this. It's our taxes. Right. Or, or like, like, you know, one thing that's happening right now is this happening in New York City in which what they're doing is they're taking these, uh, they're, they're feeding, uh, feeding illegal immigrants instead of the homeless Americans that are living on the streets or like homeless like people that are veterans. Right. They're, they're feeding and housing these illegal immigrants. In hotels. And, and in, ho- in fancy hotels and kicking the Americans to the, to the curb. Right. And, and, you know, here New York is now they're asking for more money. It's like, well, we don't know what we're going to do. It's, it's costing us so much money to house and feed all of these illegal immigrants. We don't know what we're going to do. <laughs> well, you kick them out. That's what you do. They're not, they're not supposed to be there. Send them home. Send them home. <laughs> exactly. It's a lot cheaper to send them home. It, it is a lot cheaper to send them home. <laughs> yes. Hey, I want to ask you a little bit about a um, a conspiracy theory. Oh, here we go again. That's out. I, I love these conspiracy. <laughs> Everybody loves good conspiracy theories. Um that uh, I'm, I'm hearing this from a lot of people. A lot of people are just really, really convinced of this, and they'll tell me, oh, we're talking to people, and there are plans in the works. Uh, how after the first of the year that the, the White Hats are going to take over the entire financial system and Joe Biden's going to be out of power. Have you heard? Have you heard, heard that, that talk? You no, haven't heard that talk? No, I haven't. And, and yeah. maybe because I don't go down the same internet, uh, uh, you know, Wait, conspiracy theory things, he, but I haven't. So, first of all, my question would be to you: Who are the white hats that we're referring to? Well, that's a really. I did a little research. What okay. the heck is a white hat? Okay, yes. we're talking about a bunch of computer geeks, a bunch of uh, computer hackers. Right. Uh, the only thing I can find about white hats is that these are people that help uh, to uh, combat uh, cybercrime. You got the white hats and the black hats. The black hats are the ones committing the crimes and, right. and extorting people and doing the doing the ransomware stuff and and all of that. That's the only thing I could find out about white hats. I, I'm not finding out where white hats are trying to take over the world and where they, there's going to be these redemption centers opening up and stuff like that after the first of the year, uh, in which uh, you know you'll be able to buy these foreign currencies like the dong and stuff like that and turn them in and get like a thousand thousand bucks on the dollar, um, and and become rich overnight. And 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 these are the kind of stories that are going on out there. And a lot of people are talking to me about this where they're just convinced of this. They and I ask them, well, okay, what, based what, what? based, what infer- what proof do yeah, you have? I, I really want to know because if this is true, I want to talk about it. Well, no, I can't, I can't talk about it because I've signed an NDA. I signed an NDA with who? Right. Who, who's behind all of this? I, I don't, you know, it's like if you think that the a bunch of guys, a bunch of computer hackers are going to come in and topple a, a corrupt government, uh, I, I really don't understand how that happens because. Yeah. They've got the military and they've got guns. <laughs> you know, I, I, 
You haven't heard that? No. I, have you, Stella? Have you heard this? This, no. is this is completely new to me. Really? I hadn't heard it. There's, yeah. there's, there's so, a whole, yeah, there's a whole, hole there that there's a whole bunch of people out there talking about this. Interesting. Yes. So this is all supposed to happen uh, January first, uh, right after. They're saying right after the first of the year. Uh, well, a lot of things are going to be happening. I know. I mean, I think there might be some things happening after the first of the year, right. but I don't know about that. Yeah, you I don't know? know about that either. But, but you know, I. The, the the fact of if if it was true that the Biden administration and all those corrupt people in in the government were were going to be gone, I, I mean I would be all for that, uh, but I I don't you know you're talking about this stuff, but yet there's no proof of it. Yeah, well, it's kind of like when I really wanted Trump, to, you know, to, uh, after the uh, bad bad election results, right? I mean, yeah. I went to bed knowing he had won, and then I wake up and he's all of a sudden not the president again. So there were a lot of folks, and like Sidney Powell, one of them, right, who were which we which we thought was a patriot. Yeah, who, who thought she's we a had, sellout. We, we have all the information. This is that's gonna right. Happen. We're going to release the Kraken. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, which and the Kraken never came. Kraken never came out. So, you know, and so where I, was I, the Kraken? I'm really. Um, uh, I have I have a lot of problems with going down these these. I take all of this stuff with a grain of salt. Exactly. Even when she was talking about releasing the Kraken, I was like, "What does that mean? Okay, show me the proof of this. What are you What are you talking about?" Exactly. And I thought it was coming. Whatever the Kraken was. Whatever the Kraken open, was, I was, I was waiting for it. it. <laughs> That's right. We're still waiting. Yeah, we're still waiting for that Kraken. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> so my, my hopes were dashed on that one. Yeah, so. right. Yeah, I, and, and this is why I talk about this stuff. And You've got these other people out there on these internet podcasts um, spouting this information about stuff in which they produce, produce no proof whatsoever right. of it. Um, it like one one I saw the other day was that uh, people are going to be offered two thousand dollars a month in guaranteed based income uh, in exchange for uh, receiving a chip implant in their hand. I, well, I think I, uh, I, I could see. Well, I don't know if the chip implant. I think uh, I could see with a digital central bank again will offer up. What they'll say is, oh, okay. they're going to offer it because it's going to be convenient. Oh yeah. They're, well, yes. They're going to say we're going to go to the central dollar, digital dollar, and I tell you what. So that you'll want to do this for every dollar that's in your bank account, we're going to give you two dollars. Yeah. Oh, oh we'll yeah. We'll give you two dollars of digital. Oh dollars. yeah. And yeah. You go, I, mean, I can double my money. Yeah. Wow. Well, they don't well you know, we, they we just, saw that game played during the yeah. scandemic and, and they'll, trying they'll to get people coerce them into taking the jab. For it. And people yeah. will, well, I'll yeah. get twice the money. Yeah, but your money has just been reduced by fifty percent. Right. Right. <laughs> that's what they don't realize. And you know? and if you take the chip in your hand, you're giving up all sense of anonymity whatsoever. Exactly. You'll be tracked everywhere you go. You will not have any choice. And they will control everything. And I can just do. imagine if somebody wants to steal your identity, how they will do that. Cut off your arm. Well, they only need to take your hand. Oh, okay. You know, it's See, like, yeah. you know, that that would, to me, that'd be rather worrisome to have something that valuable in my hand, in hand. and some criminal saying, "Hmm, I want that. Hand. I'll just take that hand." Yeah. And then we're going to have like a rich person. I'm going to steal yeah, your hand. We're going to have a crime spree of people going around chopping off hands. I mean, that's what's going to happen. <laughs> right? Can't you see that? Yeah. Boy, you have a dark sense I know. I, know. <laughs> I think I've been doing this crap way too long. <laughs> no, but I can't well, see that happening. One of our people walking around. <laughs> Yeah, man. My, they took my arm yesterday. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> oh, that's crazy. No, I can really see that happening, though. I've got a really sick mind, yeah, don't I, Ann? I know, no. really. <laughs> but, you know, I'm just I, yeah, just saying. I want to get to the hate speech. Oh, you want to talk a little bit about hate speech? Let's, yeah. Let's talk a little bit about hate speech. Let's, okay. let's finish off. Okay, so, you know, 
The UN, and, and this is actually documented, I actually read on the UN website, they are talking about this, about combating hate speech. And, and what they're going to do is they're going to influence uh, uh, governments around the world to adopt their policies. Now, a lot of things that the, the UN pushes are, antith- uh, are just antithetic to our Constitution. And yet we're seeing the, the current corrupt administration pushing things forward that are in fact unconstitutional Mm -hmm. but since they control the judiciary and the doj they don't get held accountable right you know so so the whole thing with hate speech it's like how does one define hate speech well, Isn't that like a personal uh, interpretation? It's, it's like person, every time person? a conservative opens his mouth, it's hate speech. Anything the conservative would say is a hate speech, but anything a Democrat would say is not hate mm-hmm. speech. They can call you names and like Maxine Waters, you know, saying revolt. Mad Maxine, that's oh, right. Oh, yeah, and she, she, that's not hate speech, right? Go destroy, kill, whatever. That's Form a crowd. Speech. Yes. Form a crowd at a gas yeah. station, at a restaurant. Let them know that they're not welcome. Oh, yeah. that, that can't go wrong, yeah. right? Right. <laughs> But if a conservative says anything, even half that, you know that, it, well, or like I, po- like posting a, a, a yeah. funny meme about Hillary Clinton, yeah. well, you're you're inciting violence. Yeah, go to See, prison. And I, I just hate to the prison. term because mm-hmm. I think it's I think we shouldn't even play that game mm-hmm. when they talk about hate speech. It's like putting it's it's like um, assault rifle. Right. Yeah, assault rifle. Okay, same right. thing. It's it's like we're putting a we're putting a. Isn't any weapon capable of assaulting? Any, any exactly, and yeah. and I just think it's speech. Yeah, it's speech you might not like. Yeah, but it's speech, and if we're a country of free speech, allow it to happen, mm-hmm. and then other people can come up and say that I disagree with you, and here's why, or you're an idiot, or you're a racist. I think mm-hmm. let people speak. You don't have to like it. Yeah, but that's the whole point of free speech. Yeah, and I think we should take off the term hate because right. that's that's an individual. Uh, Subjective opinion. Right? Well, see, I, I read an interesting article in which this woman was talking about hate speech and talking about how different parts of the world take a, have a different look on that. Like, you know, Canada's, oh my God, that tyrant, you know, right. the love child of True. Castro running that yeah. place, you know, but uh, how they look at it two different ways. Like, we look at it from the point of, well, hate speech will eventually. Uh, expose itself mm-hmm. uh, for what it is, right. and then people will see. Just like we're starting to see how corrupt our current government is, it's all coming out because they've gone way too far mm-hmm. on pushing this stuff. So you know that, and I believe that. I believe that hate speech will eventually people will realize see it for what it is. Be, what you do is you counter hate speech. You know, like a while back, you know, when when the tiny tyrant was calling us lizard people, it's like, oh yeah, I'm a proud lizard people. I put I put a decal on my car saying that I'm a, I I proudly own it. I'm a lizard person, absolutely. Yeah, I'm a deplorable. That's right. I'm deplorable. I'm a deplorable lizard person, <laughs> right? You know, or you can take the other point of view in which uh, you know you you have to squash that uh, that hate speech because it might turn into something worse. Well, you know, the UN is saying, well, you know, we promote free speech, but at, at the same time, we promote uh, we're going to promote uh, limiting uh, harmful speech on on media platforms. Well, that's not free speech, no. right? And who determines what's harmful? And who what's determines not? that? Exactly. Who is it? Is it some person? Is some panel at the UN is that's going to determine this? Cryptocurrency over the government currency? Yeah, yeah, it's like, it's right. That, it applies speech? to everything. Exactly. It really does. Mm-hmm. So, so no, we're I running agree. out of time. Really? Uh, can you imagine that? Wow. 
Well, it's, you know, it's been a, really fun today. It's gone by quickly. I had a lot of things I wanted to cover that I, I didn't get to. We I have an entire show for next week. <laughs> there you go. I don't even have you to do any yourself, work for next week at all. Some work. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, let me finish off with a, 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 a little funny little thing I saw in one of these uh, idiots in the news, these idiot criminals in the news. <laughs> the lowest high there is. For a trio of drug thieves, it was their lucky day. They broke into a home in Silver Springs, Florida, and discovered three jars of cocaine. They took it home and snorted the contents, only to find out that when they discovered the jar- jars were in fact urns <laughs> and that they were snorting the remains uh. of, of vict- the victim's husband and two dogs. <laughs> That's what they get. Isn't that hilarious? Yeah. I think that's great. Kind of high they got off no of kidding. <laughs> yeah. So, Ant, thank you for coming in with us today. Well, it's been a lot me. of fun as usual. Well, I, I hope you'll it. come and join us again sometime. Sure, just let me know. Give me a heads up. So, it's a, Stella. Yes. You've been awful quiet today. I was amazed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, I want to tell everybody, uh, please follow, like, share, and subscribe. Click on that subscribe button. Click on the like button. Click on the share button. Help us get the word out. Help us get the truth out. That's my goal of why I do this is because I put a lot of work into this show every week, and I do it so that I can share the truth with everything, and, and we can get through all the people out there just spouting a bunch of nonsense and, and, and stuff that really are truly conspiracy theories in which they're not backing anything up with any kind of actual facts. Yeah, just trying and, to open your eyes. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to do. Mm-hmm. So send us your questions and comments to Becca, B-E-C-C-A, at freedomspeaknm.com. Check out our website. Uh, download the podcast from SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, and Apple iTunes. And if... Um, Let's see, what else? Um, oh, be sure to join me for the late night show Saturday night. Uh, we're going to be also streaming that on Facebook X and Rumble. We're going to be talking about energy weapons, the the Havana syndrome, uh, death rays. Uh, it should be a really interesting conversation. <laughs> <laughs> the scary thing is this stuff's a lot of it's real. Uh, so... Um, what else? Um, I hope you guys have a fantastic weekend. You have any parting comments, Estella? Look into the Bitcoin. Yeah, to save your, I, save your finances, save your money, especially right. if you have a lot of it. Be prepared for the extinction of cash. It's going to be worthless. Yeah, absolutely. Hopefully the information we've shared today with you is going to be helpful. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. um, Just want to say that freedom is essential to everyone. Liberty and freedom are rights, not privileges. Divided we're weak, together we're strong. It's time for us all to stand up. Open our eyes. Stop rolling over. Stop giving in to the tyrants. Reject division. Tell the Marxists and those pushing the woke agenda and hate. Hell no, we won't comply. We, we are, are the, the resistance. resistance. That's your-